morning everyone welcome back to driving theology this is Mike and it's a uh, sunny but chilly Wednesday morning on my way to work and you are joining me for another 30 or 35 minutes of uh, yeah crazy uh, ramblings ramblings of a madman uh, if you've been following lately you know that I'm, I'm kind of Jumping down this, uh, jumping down this deep coffee rabbit hole recently. Uh, opening a cafe and doing some roasting, and uh, have just started roasting last night. Actually, it was pretty great. I'm trying to understand uh, coffee and the nuances uh, that exist. Turned on my fan. Get all that ambient noise, do we? the nuances that exist in flavor and color and smell and what they call mouthfeel and, and uh, just the way it looks and you know all of this all of these things uh, and texture and whatnot so I'm kind of surrounded by coffee recently and you know on top of that just the cafe business itself opening up a small business and sorry I've got the sniffles uh, this is allergy season so trying to keep that to a minimum. I know that's annoying. Uh, all that boils down to uh, me in a car that's half half full of construction trash. Uh, half full of my uh, uh, my teaching materials and uh, music stuff <laughs> and an awesome cup of coffee. Um, which uh, coffee I made from just roasting last night that we're trying out. Uh, it's a a, uh, a bean that we received from Thailand, from uh, northern Thailand, Chiang Rai area, called Abonzo, Abonzo coffee, and uh, we roasted some of that up last night for our first ever roast, and uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, the... Uh, weird conglomeration that is my life uh, is well represented in this car. Um, so there's going to be some car noises and things rattling around, hopefully not too bad. Um, uh, but anyway, all of this, all of this uh, focus on coffee uh, has kind of given me a theme for today that I thought uh, might interest you. And again, this is just a thought I've had. I haven't worked it out. This is how I work it out, by talking it over with you and hopefully uh, finding some spiritual truths in everyday life um, and finding Jesus lurking. Uh, well, Jesus doesn't really lurk. I think we, we, we tend to hide him with the obstacles we put up. But, uh, anyway, uh, to to be more aware of the presence of Jesus and everything. So, coffee. Uh, when you get a green bean, you know there's a there's a arduous process, a very long process that lasts months uh, and hundreds of hours in uh, labor. Uh, not to mention the 
people that sell the coffee once it's picked and processed and cleaned and aged properly. People involved in sales, uh, which almost always is international, multilingual. <clears throat> uh, and then you've got the ship, the shippers themselves, right? How to how people ship coffee, but you know once you get this green coffee bean. For us, as a as a small roaster slash uh, uh, coffee house, uh, once we get this bean, it's already gone through an entire process uh, that's just lasted months and months, and many people uh, from multiple countries are involved because coffee's not really grown here in Japan. Long climate altitude etc um, and then you you know you decide how and and for how long and what type you're gonna roast it and, and for what kind of uh, uh, coffee process you want to roast the coffee for you know you're gonna use that coffee for espresso or for uh, pour over or uh, maybe for you know even for a, a machine or for instant coffee or you know there's just there's so many different ways uh, that coffee is transformed into a drinkable substance. Um, and it's all kind of based on the journey it's taken to get there. Now there, there is, you know, a lot to be said for the variety of coffee, the, 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 the type of bean that's being used uh, and all of that. Um, but for us, at the at the local coffee place, when we're deciding which coffees we want to sell and offer, uh, we go through this process called cupping. And cupping is where you take a freshly roasted coffee and you grind it up and you mix it with hot water in a cup. It's all properly measured out, and the grind, the, the the coarseness or the fineness of the grind is very precise and temperature of the water and all of that has to be controlled uh, and then you, you you usually set several varieties up against each other and you have a various ways of describing the various aspects of the coffee uh, the way it looks the way it smells the way it smells uh, during this part of the process or during that part of the process dry or wet or uh, when the coffee blooms or break the crust or and then actually the taste right uh, and there are a thousand ways that you try to uh, understand the various aspects of the coffee and for people who are adept at this who are experienced who have done this for a while and maybe who have the just the right uh, number of, of flavor and smell receptacles, uh, some people apparently have more, uh, they can tell an amazing amount about a coffee that they have no idea where it came from. They can, they can usually get the uh, country right. Uh, sometimes they can, uh, they can tell the, the conditions it was grown in, the type of process it, it undertook to get ready for shipment, the uh, they, they can read the coffee in other words and I'm trying to learn to do this but man it's hard I tell you it is really really hard um, 
so far I'd say I'm not I'm not good at it but we'll see well I'm kind of in invested in the business now so I guess I, I won't give up but what what came to my mind was that there is a language in coffee that all of these various nuances in taste and color texture and flavor told a story a story of how the bean uh, came to be in my cup right how how that coffee came to be in my cup that there's an entire language um, that if you could read it you would know a lot about the journey that that coffee that those coffee beans took from uh, you know the ground to be ground <laughs> uh, from the source to the cup right from the from the tree to the cup or even before the tree you know from the uh, seed to the cup right uh, that if if you just take the time to learn the language right uh, that you could become fluent in the language of coffee at least as much as anyone can uh, that it's a language right so so that anything anything out there uh, you know whether it's a vegetable or a brick uh, or um, piece of wood or whatever it is that if you take the time to learn the language of whichever medium you're talking about uh, then you would un understand a lot more about the journey that that product or that uh, that thing has taken to get from wherever it came from to you now I guess we know this in trees, right? So, as 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 uh, lumberjacks, woodsmen uh, uh, have been cutting down trees uh, over the uh, millennia, they've they've noticed some things. They've noticed uh, that trees have rings, uh, and that these rings are not all the same. Uh, that each ring is is unique and and a little bit different. Um, and what they've determined is that. Each ring represents a year of growth. Um, man, there are a lot of cats on the road today. It's the mating season here in Japan, obviously. I just had, between the time I left and the time I got here, I've had two cats go in front of my car. Uh, and so if you will just take the time to, to look at something and to experience it and to Touch it, taste it, smell it, uh, and I can't emphasize enough that it just takes time, right? It takes experience. Uh, that you would have a greater appreciation for uh, the origin of different things that that you that come to you. Uh, now, for me right now, that's coffee, right? So. Eventually, I hope to be able to understand from what is in my cup uh, more of the process that, that it undertook. For example, oh yeah, this, this bean has this taste, therefore there was probably a drought 
during this part of the process it didn't get the right amount of rain or uh, you know such and such a nutrient was uh, depleted in the soil and so that's why we have this flavor or wow that's a you know that that sweetness that chocolatey sweetness is there because uh, they had exactly the amount of rain they needed uh, and the workers uh, were diligent in their process uh, and the sun cooperated and whatever to, to bring about this you know, wonderful beat. Uh, and, and that language, you know, once, once we get the coffee in our mouth and in front of us and, and uh, steaming into our nose and, and seeing it with our eyes and, and touching it with our tongue, uh, there's a language there to be had, and I, that language I think is there for everything, whether it's a piece of meat. Uh, uh, more obvious things are like books, right? Books, when you read a book, even a book of fiction, uh, by reading that book, and especially several books by the same author, I'd say you could come up with uh, some ideas of what the author is like, even though you've never met him. things that he values. Uh, he'll know his moral stance on certain issues. Um, but that's a rather obvious thing, and I think we we, we talk about those things. Um, but you know, since we started this cafe, we've always wanted to be just as interested in the people uh, who, are, who are bringing us this coffee, and not just the coffee itself. Uh, that we wanted to be able to tell uh, a story behind the coffee. You know, I want to. I want to be able to tell about the people who are bringing us this coffee. Right, uh, the story and the stories behind the coffee to me uh, will improve on the experience of the coffee. Right. experience that, you know. For example, if I go to McDonald's and I eat a hamburger that's kind of pre-made, pre-packaged, uh, slapped together very impersonally and put in my mouth, I think I'll have one experience. Uh, but on the other hand, if I go to a farm uh, where they have beef uh, and a, an old woman who's lived there all of her life, uh, who bakes her own bread and raises her own vegetables, uh, as well as the beef, makes me a hamburger uh, the way she's always made them that is made from the beef uh, uh, of the cows that have been in her field uh, and the bread uh, that was made in her oven and the vegetables that were grown in her garden when I when I experience that hamburger it's going to be a completely different experience from McDonald's and I go to McDonald's sometimes okay I'm not bashing McDonald's, but you know the the story behind the products that come to me, uh, in my opinion, are are more important, right? The people. It's not just what can they what can they do for me, what can they provide for me, but who are they? You know, what has their journey been like? Uh, how does their journey uh, and their life speak into me through this product? Uh, that they've 
they've uh, provided. Now, not everything is so romantic, obviously. I don't have this thought when I use a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> or, uh, you know, that's not something we really think about. But it, everything has a story behind it. You know, toilet paper was a tree at some point. And that street, that tree stood uh, uh, in dirt somewhere. Uh, and it grew and it flourished. And, and birds nested in its branches. And, uh, and those birds flew even farther and came back with... Uh, you know, uh, things that they've gathered from as far away from that tree as they flew. And so, you know, everything is this system and everything has a history and everything has a story. Um, so you've got the, the coffee bean, right? The story of the bean itself. And then you have uh, the stories uh, of the people that have brought that product. So that got me to thinking what is the language of people? How can I understand people better by reading them more like a coffee bean and less by judging them by the words they say? Um, how, how can I have greater sympathy for the journey they've taken by reading their language, right, the language of people, and I, you know, I'm a teacher, and so I often have classes of up to 30 or 40 kids uh, in one class, uh, and any teacher will tell you, every class, from class to class, has its own collective personality, and of course every kid has a different personality than, than the next kid in the class. Um, and so, and every kid, <laughs> week to week, can display a different personality as well. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, people are not consistent. Um, we don't consistently uh, display this same character every time person. Some people are more consistent than others. Some people are what we call uh, moody. Um, but how can we read people like I'm trying to read coffee? And, and what would that do for us? I don't remember exactly, um, but I think I did something about, you know, being more empathetic or sympathetic to people who uh, are doing something rude, uh, who, for whatever reason, in a moment, do something that offends you. Now that action, that taste, if you will, that you, you get in your mouth, or that feeling in your stomach that you get in your mouth about people, is a piece of information that, over time, understood with more information from the same individual tell it tell a story of their journey and and how uh, and, and what kind of life they've lived up to the point of your interaction and believe it or not your interaction with them becomes a part of their continued story right 
and how can we look for the signs that will tell us uh, more about the story of those people? And, and what, how far will that go to helping us understand and love each other more? Uh, because, we, you know, we're, we're all given off the same amount of information in our interactions. Uh, you may say some people are harder to read or whatever, but that, that inability to read somebody is information in and of itself. That, that gives off information. Um, and so, what I don't see in the world is understanding and acceptance and love Sometimes I see forced tolerance, uh, but what I don't see a lot is, is sympathy and empathy, uh, which I think if you boil down to it, it's just love, right? It's, it's, it's holding somebody else's needs uh, higher than your own. I don't see a lot of that around. And I'm wondering if, if reading people, uh, trying to understand people, on the level of of coffee <laughs> that doesn't sound right but you know we spend so much time I mean some people spend a lot of time trying to understand a, a bean uh, but very little time trying to understand people right uh, and I think we all have some area that we focus on that we are quote unquote experts on um, mine might be uh, I, I might have thought at one point mine was coffee but I don't any longer this, this rabbit hole is deep 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 um, but uh, you know we might think that we're an expert in computers or we're an expert in a certain language or we're an expert in this or that we all have areas that we focus on some of us more than others, perhaps. Um, and yet, I think we've all been guilty of ignoring the language of people. Uh, the, you know, instead of trying to understand the journey that people have taken and only understanding to the point that it offends you and therefore uh, it tastes bad to you, right? Um, so, anyway, um, man, I don't, I don't know that this is really interesting to anybody, what I'm talking about. It's kind of out there. Oh, sorry, I'm going to enjoy this little bit of coffee while I got it. Uh, that specific coffee, I told you, comes from Thailand. And... There is something to, to be said for the journey it's taken since I got it. So it's it's set in a metal can uh, in a plastic bag. Um, I think I can go this way, can't I? What's going on here? To me, that looks like the turning lane. I don't know what's going on here. Sorry, there's some road construction. I'm trying to figure out which lane I'm supposed to be in to get through it. 
Uh, anyway, um, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, this specific coffee, uh, is pretty delicious, pretty nice. Um, but you know, I, I'm trying to spend some time to, uh, to get to know this coffee, I want to spend just as much time uh, and diligent, and be just as diligent in trying to understand people. That, that's where I would love to get to that point. And I think, other than the the language that people use from their mouths, I think that the language of, of people's actions uh, tell sometimes a really interesting story. Uh, and sometimes you'll pick on pick up on things that uh, you'll understand kind of how somebody's morning went by the way they're acting that morning. But if you're with them 365 consecutive mornings, you'll pick up on things uh, that that speak into all the mornings they've ever had uh, or, or, you know, more than that, just their, their whole life, you know, the way that their life has been spent. And the language we choose to describe our own lives is usually not as accurate uh, as our actions, I would say. Um, I, I think that uh, it's not that we're trying to lie, it's that our actions don't lie, right? Actions, uh, the, way we, the way we live, uh, and, and especially the, the, the pattern uh, over over a, a you know more a longer length of time, uh, I think the pattern of our life uh, is true. Uh, it's true to who we are and where we've come from. That that truth, uh, I don't think you can diminish. Um, and so, one of the people that we have studied most as Christians, presumably, is Jesus. The life of Jesus. Uh, and we, we've heard his words, and we really focus on his words. Um, but his actions really tell the tale. The way he lived, uh, I believe, even though I believe his words are true, don't get me wrong, uh, but I think his actions are just as true. And I think he's probably the only being in the universe uh, whose actions... Uh, have completely matched his words, um, and I think that's 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 one of the things that makes Jesus so special. Uh, but no matter what we think of our life, and we can be wrong about our own life, and I think we're almost always wrong. Uh, our actions tell a true story, right? Our our not just our actions, but our uh, our choices. Our, our likes and our dislikes, uh, all of those things tell the truth of who we are. Uh, if uh, viewed from a uh, significantly far distance and long period of time. Uh, and I think perspective uh, really helps us understand each other. And so, you know, we th throw words around like community and family and discipleship and 
the common denominator of all these things is time. It just takes time. You need to take the time to be with people and to spend time with each other. Um, and until you've done that, you're not going to understand the language that this person is giving off, right? It, it takes time and perspective. And you may think you have it, and then surprise, surprise, something comes up that doesn't fit in your preconceived notion uh, of who somebody is. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting this way of, of reading people uh, in order to get them and then and thereby be able to manipulate them. But as a instead as a way of understanding and, and loving people and and empathizing with them and listening listening to to them as a person, not just to their words, but listening to, uh, you know, the aura, you know, I'm just driving down the road and I'm passing different drivers, drivers in front of me and, and behind me are doing certain things, they drive a certain way, uh, they have certain techniques, uh, some people are rushed, some people are slow, some people are one hand on the wheel, some people have two hands on the wheel, um, here in Japan, people wear masks uh, to protect, protect themselves from germs and or allergens or whatever, or sometimes just to be more uh, anonymous, uh, believe it or not. Uh, and all this information, is, you know, it's telling me about people, right? By the way that they drive. Okay, this person is what I would consider a rude driver. He's cutting people off. He's, he's impatient. Uh, what does that tell me about his life, right? So probably he has some pressure, some outside pressure that is on him uh, that is either causing him in that moment to lash out uh, in a way that, that looks like just you know impatience and maybe anger. Or maybe he's been uh, angry, his, angry his whole life. He's always angry. He's just an angry person. But I wouldn't know that until I spent enough time with him, right? All I'm seeing is this action in front of me. And that is an unfair uh, way to judge person, a person by one action. Um, so until we've spent time with one another, uh, we really have no way of understanding them, why they do what they do, why they think what they think. Uh, and we don't know their journey, so we can't empathize with them. Well, on one level we can. If we, if we just acknowledge that everybody, everybody is a product of a very complex journey uh, during which they were acted upon by others in various good and bad and in different ways, uh, and then you put on top of that geography climate, and age, and genetics, and race, and religion, uh, and aptitude, and all of these things, uh, you know, they're trying to, trying to read them is going to be incredibly problematic, right? So you, you judging them by one single action uh, is ludicrous. I mean, it's it's dumb. I don't care what the action is. If you judge a person by a single action, 
then you are bound to be wrong. And if you're right, I would say it's going to be on the you know level of uh, winning the lottery uh, or you know the odds are very very much stacked against you uh, that you would be able to accurately understand a person by one action uh, and in fact when one action gels with all of the other actions that somebody's taken. That's what we call integrity, right? When we realize that a person has always acted in a certain way, that they've always been true to a certain, uh, how to explain it, but uh, true, true to their personality or true to their mission or true to their calling, uh, that they've, they've always acted in a certain way, that's how we know we have somebody that is, uh, has what we call integrity. They are a whole person that is, is true to itself. That the structure of their person uh, has integrity, we say. Um, and that's what we see in Jesus. Now, yeah, I could say that in one, in one instance, the cross shows us exactly who Jesus is. But I could also say that Jesus has always been on the cross. That, that his personality has always been uh, of a sin-bearing nature. You know, he has always uh, been somebody who uh, wants the best for everyone else and is willing to sacrifice uh, to get it for them. And that's how he's always been. Now at the cross, we might see the, the one action uh, that speaks the loudest. You know, the fact that he went to the cross, and that does speak quite loud, and does tell us a lot about Jesus, but it's the fact that it, it matches with the rest of his life that we know that it's true, right? Uh, one action does not a man make, um, but when that action is in concert with the rest of the actions that they have taken in their life, then we know that it's it's a true depiction of who they are. Um, so yeah, from uh, coffee to people, uh, I'll have to think of a, a witty title for this one. Uh, but I have arrived at my destination, and uh, I'm going to let you guys go. Thanks for listening this long. Bye-bye.